And we're back for another edition of the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast. Jonathan Howe alongside Travis Cunningham. And we are, of course, proudly presented by Bicknell Racing Products and Oshweekin Speedway, who have their opener. We're going to have a, a pretty Oshweekin heavy episode. No guests uh, this week on episode 51 because uh, we got some uh, games and things we want to get to. So uh, we're cutting it short a little bit, too. Um, let's, uh, let's start with our number here that I, again... Really did not think about fifty one. Shame on you. Got one. Yep. All right. Who comes to your mind first? Trevor Young. Create sprint. Ooh. Okay. Teacher in Hamilton, I believe. No, he's a teacher for sure. Auto shop. Um, They built the mini stock at the school. I think pinball drives it. Now I'm wondering. I'm like, why can't I? I can't picture another fifty one. I was having a tough time too. Right? That's current. I'm like, I don't. I'm sure I missed. I'm sure there's some. I was gonna say Olivier Larocque, but he's 61. Yeah, I might have to. I pass got the obvious the one. Oh, an old one. I just thought of uh, okay. Canadian Sprint Car Nationals winner, former, but he's retired now. Brian Howland. He yes, started 22nd at the Nationals one year, like 22nd or first or something like that. Yep. And drove all the way to the win. Last lap pass. Nice. Good pick. Probably Good the pick. most exciting Nationals ever. So I, I knew that. Like there That's the one I was thinking of. I'm like, man, I feel like there was a 51. Right? Yeah. And I'm Brian thinking like, there should me. be like a second Nanako car that would be 51 or something. But it's not, I, no, I can't. Well, that's an idea for the boys. Yeah, right? If they ever want to run a second one, just instead of running two 15s, run a 51. Do the... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do the Rick Ware racing one. That that's the only thing I can think of. As I can think of like yeah, there's a good one. Ryan Newman one. Ryan did he won. Yes, yeah. Still out qualified uh, that thing. Yeah, right. For real. Old Rocket Man. Uh, Rocket Man in, like, can the, make in the twenties. A Rick Ware racing Ware thing. quality car. Quality. Um, I feel like Travis. We should probably start the episode with you this week because Who, me? we got uh, you coming back off of a. a uh, a very fast experience at Utica. So talk to us about that. Yeah, decided to go down to Utica Rome. Always wanted another track. Always wanted to go to uh, another track. Rich and Rich, Richie Evans history because his shop was like 15 minutes down the road, and that was used to be a tiny little pavement track. That's how it started, yeah. and then it turned into a big five eighths mile dirt track. Now they've cut it back to a little bit under of a half mile dirt track, and uh, she was juiced up in hot laps, so wide open the whole way, like to the point where I was tucking my brake pedal like foot under my seat because I didn't want to be dragging the brake at all and did not lift one little bit and was still only eight quick out of ten. Need a little more gear or a little less high speed or something. Then the heat race, yeah, I just lost one spot and that sucked. Was feeling pretty pretty bummed out. And then the B main started eighth. Uh or I ended up starting seventh because someone didn't show up. So that got lucky there and I was rolling seventh, fell back to eighth, got the guy back and then Last couple laps started reeling the guy in front of me, Chase Moran, and was able to nip him at the line and put her in the show. And that was pretty much, yeah, after the heat race, I was feeling pretty deflated because, you know, we were, I didn't make enough adjustments for the heat. And uh, that it was like not pretty quick. Like it was really hammered down and hot last, but then because the modifieds went first for the heats. Yep. I definitely should have adjusted. I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do next time. But uh, and then the feature is pretty good. Just went green to checker. Uh, yeah. So I needed a caution before I got lapped. Probably could have picked off a couple more cars, but uh, shout out to Sean Donath, hard charger, ninth to third, 
And then he won at Fonda. So he's second in points, I think. Leader of the Panther clan. That's why I went down yeah. there to kind of just talk to him and he can watch me hopefully make me better for up here. Cause yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's one of the things too with um with your season. I, I, I wanted to ask you is when you go and do these other races at different tracks, how much does that help you when you go to your regular racing at uh Oshweekin and then of course uh the SOS coming up too. That's kind of why I went to you to Chrome and Fulton because they're both kind of bigger tracks and kind of resemble Oshweekin a little bit, both of them. Uh Ukraine's not quite as banked, but they have more sweeping corners. Fulton's corners are definitely tighter than Oshweekin, but yep. they have a little more high banks. But yeah, between the two of them, it's kind of, you can at least get the feel for it. And uh, one thing I wanted to say about the ESS, like just how the hospitality and how they make you feel. Like there's a guy that goes around on the quad to every single A main starter and like gives a fist bump, says good luck, be safe. That's just the kind of thing that makes racers want to come back. And yeah, you guys feel really welcome, right? So yes, yeah, and the, I remember you telling me at at the shop on Tuesday, even you were kind of bragging about that experience and that part of it. It's just that like everybody was so friendly and welcoming, and it was yeah, it, even yeah, the Utahroma officials way. as well. Yeah, NASCAR goes a long track, way, right? Yeah, NASCAR home track. Shout yeah. out to Utica and uh, shout out to you for bringing it home in one piece and uh, in the ESS as well. Um, you're also getting ready to get your season going at Osh Weekend. We'll touch on that in a bit. Um, but how are you feeling about the SOS Brighton this, uh, Saturday, hopefully? Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. Cause it's a uh, timed hot lap. So that's what I love the most about ESS. Just, uh, cause you're starting at the back in your heat. Like I had to on Friday cause you weren't fast enough in time trial. So you deserve to start back there. And uh, that's what I'm loving about SOS this year, timed hot laps. So hopefully Brighton, I'm usually pretty quick and I know how to, if it's usually juiced up in hot laps too, and I know how to go wide open around there and hopefully I can get a good time. This time we put a lot of gear in it. Didn't, it's not going to make that excuse this time. Probably have too much gear in it. That's the yeah. plan here. And then, yeah, I'm always kind of quick there. Never won there, but a bunch of seconds. Uh, went like 22nd to 6th there in one of the KOT races. Won my heat a couple of times in KOT and then had a bad redraw. That's off. That was my DJ Christie one. Me and him had a good battle in the heat. So yeah, I rolled pretty good at Brighton. One of my pretty one of my favorite tracks. Nice. And with uh, you, you know, you mentioned the gearing there. As far as making adjustments for these timed hot laps, is there anything else you guys can really do to like make sure that you got the car with like I guess trimmed out would be almost the word for those that quick. Yeah, time? that's the main thing. Yeah, trimmed out. Maybe not put as much wing angle into it and. uh Usually the tracks are pretty hammered down still. Just make sure you watch the track. Make sure it is still hammered down if you're going to keep her loose. And uh, yeah, don't lift. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, the so thing, yeah, we just wanted to say about the Paul Pocona Memorial too. That's a real special yes. race to me. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to remember my buddy Paul. Still can't believe he's gone. And uh, yeah, wild that we have to do that. I need the weather to change though. Weather looking rough. It's starting to slowly improve. So I got, I've seen it have this on a Thursday for Brayton. Then you wake up Saturday morning. It's looking good, so yeah. I'll be watching yeah, it's not the looking pretty down here either. Merrittville Speedway. Did of course, just change uh, a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not optimistic. overly optimistic. I'm more optimistic than I was this morning. Yes, I think Brighton. I think Brighton. You guys are going to get it in. I Southern Ontario. It's not looking super pretty right now, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic. Last week at Merrittville. Um, I don't want to say more of the same because we did have a couple of different winners. Like Chad Chevalier picked up the win in the Sportsman. Uh, not really a shocker, though. Too. Yeah, not a shocker not at all. Sportsman wins for Heavy Chevy. Yeah, he uh, he's definitely going to be 
um, I don't want to say the main challenger to Cody McPherson, but well, I would definitely say those Cody's are the teammate. top two. Yeah, right. So, so with the Rick's delivery connection and working yep. uh, with Rick Belante and all that. So uh, he, speaking of teammates, Cody McPherson, unfortunately, blew a motor on the second night in the Sportsman, but he has since got another one thanks to his sponsors and crew and all that stuff. So he'll, uh, he's not going to be at Genesee tonight. Yeah. Genesee tonight. So exit 48 uh, on the three. We'll see if he can get, you know, obviously Saturday night would be a dirt car sportsman tour race at Merrittville if we can get it in. But uh, again, not looking and at Ransomville and at Ransomville as well. Uh, Ransomville. I think they're going to have a better chance of getting that show in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Friday's looking on Friday. Yeah, I think Friday's a little later on, so gonna have to have we can run a hurry-up so. show. Yeah, Hurry-up shows. Let's go. Yeah. Get here in tomorrow. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as far as Merrittville goes, though, uh, Chachevelli wins Sportsman. That's a little different. Brent Bagelow picked up the win in the uh, in the Royal Deutsch Mod Lights, and uh, Kyle Rothwell ends up picking up the win his first of the year at Merrittville. All shocking. In Pet Value. Yeah, right. Super nah. shocking, right? Uh, and not a surprise, Matt Williamson, uh, who did his best to not only downplay it on this podcast, but when I talked to him pre-race, he was very much like, oh, I don't know if I can compete with this motor. He's always harping like that. Right? And then I saw the lap. I was watching my laps, and I saw the lap time like 15-3. I'm like, geez, man, I think the track's got a little bite tonight, bro. Come on, buddy. Yeah. I, I love you. I love you, Maddie, but 15-3 in the old heat. I saw it on uh, my phone, bro. I will say, Fine. though, as far as future time goes, Matt have the advantage of starting i think he was p3 to start and quickly got the lead built the lead built some lap traffic between him because gary Lindbergh was definitely coming like uh, through two races i'm not gonna sit here and say gary Lindbergh's the champion but i that 37 is dialed in like that thing just looks so fast like when a car physically looks fast compared to the rest of the field that's that's impressive and that's that's gary so uh uh He's one of the guys we haven't had a chance to catch up with on the show. Hopefully, we can track him down in the next couple of weeks and just talk to him on Facebook. about it. That's how I, I do know, everything. I don't think he's got Facebook. I know that's the whole thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, right. that's one We'll work on it. We'll Gary, try get in to touch work with on us. Gary. Yeah, Gary, if you're listening, if you end up hearing this, tell uh, or anybody <laughs> somebody else, tell, uh, tell somebody, tell him. But we want to talk to Gary. Same with Chad. Chad Chevalier, We want to talk to you too. Yes. Um, uh, and then yeah, so it was uh, it was a good night. I think uh, the biggest shout out of the night goes to. Um, everybody who contributed to the big bike giveaway. That was a super amazing kind of off the track initiative that Maryville Speedway pulled off on Saturday. Over 170 kids bikes uh, were given away to kids between the ages of three and 15. Super, super cool that that uh, played out the way it did. And uh, so many kids left happy. I know there's some that still left unhappy and missed out on it, but amazing amazing stuff so i guess the goal has to be like if we can get 200 bikes donated next year sounds crazy but then 230 kids will show up which is good but also still 30 kids going home sad yeah exactly right you're never gonna get ahead of the sad kid thing no no it's it's very hard right so yeah but uh shout out to everybody who made that possible auto effects and the uh, niagara trail maintenance as well that was super cool um that we pulled all that off and i gotta give some sticker shout outs too because i forgot to do this uh a couple weeks ago so Hopefully I recover and get everybody here from not just this Saturday that just happened, but also last Saturday. Got to give a shout out to Robbie Disher. Robbie Disher is going to have Southern Ontario Dirt Show on the, uh, on the car. I think I already covered Ryan Susie, but Ryan Susie's got it on the car. Brandon Gruel's got it on the car. I believe Mason Anderson has one of our stickers on the car now. 
There's in the, the mini stocks. Uh, and I believe uh, uh, Anthony Kelly uh, actually tagged us at uh, we yep. were on the mod light. So super cool. If anybody buys a sticker and slaps it on their race car or slaps it anywhere and you want to share it with us at car. SODS underscore pod hey. on Instagram and on TikTok, And then, of course, uh, you can just message at uh, Southern Ontario Dirt Show on Facebook as well. And we'll share it up and uh, appreciate the support. Got to shout out Robbie Disher's uh, buddy who his name is escaping me right now. But he's always in the booth at Maryville right next to me with him. Please tell me your name again next time I see you, buddy, because I always forget names. I'm so bad with names, but I remember faces. Right down, now. Johnny. I know. I should have, but then I, I was busy giving away bikes. It was 170 bikes. That was a lot of numbers to read. Okay. So. 170. Yeah, right. Signing autographs at the White House of Rock today. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Shaking um, hands, kissing babies. I got to see, who was that? Was that Rob? I got to get his name right before I forget to. Uh, let's see. That was Rob Jackson. Got to shout out Rob, who brought this really cool Merrittville Speedway kind of wood sign that he uh, he had made, and he's got a ton of driver autographs on it. And then he asked for mine, too. So that was super neat. And then I signed his Hits F1, or Hits FM one as well. So Hits F1. Um, now that would be cool. 97.7 <laughs> FM on a, on a Formula One car. You're an F1 hater right now. I am, but still, you know, it would be cool. I am sad that Imola got canceled because of the rain, so, and the flooding. I just hope Moa Cat's okay. Formula, you know, yes. he's okay. That is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, I think that covers the stickers. If I missed anybody, I apologize. Please tell me that I missed you, and I will make sure that I get you shouted out on the next show, and I'll keep a running tab. But, uh, yeah, I know there's more people who bought stickers. Oh, Graham Toth. Ah, that was one. Graham Toth's got it on his race car as well. So shout out to the Triple Eight as well. The Southern Ontario Dirt Show is brought to you by Bicknell Racing Products. The last 40 years plus have seen Bicknell Racing Products grow to be an industry leader for racers and enthusiasts alike. Their St. Catharines location is home to 20,000 square feet of manufacturing and retail space with a second store in Niagara Falls, New York, and a dealer network that continues to grow day by day to serve Southern Ontario, Western New York, and beyond. Bicknell Racing Products distributes Hoosier tires for much of Eastern Canada, New York, and even parts of Pennsylvania. BRP has everything you could need to keep your car performing at its peak with genuine parts from the manufacturer. They even have a technical support line committed to helping you with the most up-to-date information and feedback from racers and crew chiefs. Have you ever thought about a career in the automotive or racing industry? Now is your chance to take the leap with Bicknell Racing Products. They are looking for CNC machine operators, welders, and more to join their team this season. Please send all resumes to Dana Curving at BicknellRacingProducts.com. That's D-A-N-A. C-U-R-V-I-N at BicknellRacingProducts.com. For further information on Bicknell Racing Products and to find a dealer near you, visit BRP online at www.BicknellRacingProducts.com or on Facebook or at Twitter.com slash BicknellRacing. With all that said, uh, what about uh, the high limit? And our boy Kyle Larson Mm. finally wins his own race. Yeah. Track caught a lot of uh, gripes during the week because it was a little dusty on the broadcast, but it wasn't landing on the fans, and I'm sure the drivers could see. Dust is always worse on the TV cameras, I think, especially the way it was going. But anyway, that track is built for Kyle Larson, the way it gets up on the fence and the cushion builds on like the guardrail up there, and then it even's got like the guardrail comes off and almost on the straightaway, and it builds up there where they can 
Sheldon was using it up too much. There's a bounty against him. There should have been a bounty against Larson too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he definitely smoked him. Wasn't close there. Definitely not a shocker there. The dice roll thing. That's getting cringe. When is so. it coming in play? When is somebody well, going to do it? Doesn't matter now because I think Brad Sweet. Hopefully, he does this at every race now. Now Brad Sweet, when the, they were trying to get the guys to take it, they got to the point where it was a three. And they still wouldn't take it. Like the second wow. place guy wouldn't go to third to, for the extra three grand. I'm like, whoa. It was Chase Come Randall, on. though. It was Chase Randall. He wanted the top going into one. He's a new young. Or, or no, he wanted the pole. Who was the outside? Justin Sanders. It was just, yeah, they both just wouldn't give up. The outside lane was definitely dominant. But anyway, they both wouldn't give it up. And then, uh, so Brad Sweet finally got tired of it. And then he got them to roll the dice. And it was a six. And then he said, who's starting six? It was Aaron Reitzel. And he said, well, he's racing for six extra G's. So that's what you should do at every race, Brad. Probably what we will do every time. And then, yeah. Nice. No one. You know I'm here for it. No flips or nothing until the feature. I said to the guys watching in the shop, I'm like, bet you there'll be some flips tonight. And then uh, they almost made a liar out of me. Started about halfway through the feature. Then there was a couple of them. Chase Randall cut a tire and put her out of the ballpark. That was tough for him because he was having a good night before that. And, uh. Oh, yeah, now Tony Bachhoven's in the booth with Dylan Welch instead of Vince Welch. And Dylan Welch is still underwhelming for me. It's it's hard. I'm very... I don't want to say patient. That's not, not the right word. Maybe not even forgiving, but I just have time. I'm like, I'm only five years into my broadcast career, and I know that I've got plenty that I can improve on and get better at. And so for me to be too critical... Uh, you know, even Mike Joy, like uh, Mike Joy is like the goat in my eyes. And I watch NASCAR races and I hear him make a comment or just a miss a call a little bit. And I'm like, oh, is it time, Mike? Is it time to no, retire? You're and to I don't feel say like... that. No, that just makes you feel better as an announcer, knowing that when you like the everyone makes those mistakes. I'm That's just hoping I, I get to it. have a career as long as Mike. If I can have any kind of career half as long as Mike, I would be very happy. So my pick yes, for the booth. Goat. If you like, instead of Dylan Welch, would be Chet Christner. He's USAC announcer right now. He's my favorite. And he also knows a lot about the cars, which is my favorite part about announcers. Announcers learn about cars. Anyway, that's my best quality as announcer. Everyone yes. thinks I'm good because I know my shit about the cars. Well, that's there's a reason it. that I dove into working at BRB yes. when I had the chance. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. We will teach I still you have to come up and ask you, you know, where, where a CHA 161 has to go. But, you know, we figure I still it. have to look most of them up. We'll figure it out. BRP uh, so like the way we got all those bars labeled and everything. Like, and some people like will call and ask for one of those sometimes. Like, say they decide the page crazy. gets knocked in and they want to fix it themselves. A customer will call up and order. Yeah. See, there's a picture of it all in the catalog or whatever. No, it's wild. It it, you really don't realize how much goes into these race cars. Like, uh, you know, especially the you know the modifieds until you see one stripped down to its basic, you know. You go in one bay and somebody's building a front end and then you go back and then there's the rear clip being built somewhere else. And it's like, it, it, it's just, it's mm-hmm. wild. It's, uh, it's been really, really cool experience and, uh, very appreciative of it. And we're going to keep rolling with it. We so. got some stuff done over there. Yeah, for sure. You guys do. Um, something, uh, that I kind of wanted to tie into the high limit series because it, it kind of circles all the way back before we get to our major kind of Oshweekin preview is the Oshweekin uh, Speedway and Epic Racewear and a new social media program, the Epic Influencer Award. 
So this one, uh, it's going to be a $500 cash prize and $1,500 gift, uh, $1, gift certificate from Epic Racewear that's going to be awarded at the end of the season at the Ashwikan Banquet. That's basically a free suit. Yeah, so nominations for the award are going to be selected by the Speedway management team, and the finalists will undergo evaluation by a panel of consisting or panel consisting of Ashwikan Speedway management, media representatives, and the broadcast team. So, I, I, I we talked about this just a bit before we started, and you kind of were a little bit confused about what the idea is here. And to me, it it kind of reminds nice. me. I think the PGA Tour, like professional golf, has almost the same kind of award for. I mean, they're they're budget's a lot bigger i'm pretty sure it's like a 1.5 million dollar prize or something but the idea is that you use the social reach and yet you make an impact that helps not only promote the driver or team themselves but it helps promote ash weekend and draw people to the racetrack or draw people to their social media increase the following increase all that stuff and whoever can do that the best is going to get a, this award uh based on the uh, end of the year so you know, like for you, I don't want to say you have an inside leg, but we have this show and I, I don't know if Clinton will, you know, count this at the end of the day, but you know, your work, your perspective, you count it. I need a new suit. Right. So there's probably more likes and stuff, but like, do I get a head start? Cause I already went, but oh, lots of people can get more than me, but well, it, it's everything, right? It, it, it's. Uh, likes are going to come into factor. I guess I got to remember comments. to do my reports every week, even if they're garbage. Yeah, just posting a little bit and saying like, "Hey, not our night at Ashwikin," or "Hey, was there a night on Ashwikin?" Suck. Y and Z. And then yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. Third. Anything. Fourth just thing. all that stuff. Uh, a quick video of you driving by in the pits. That that sort of stuff matters. So I'm interested to see how this plays out and who's going to do uh, best at it. You know, as somebody who. Uh, is very heavily involved in the social media at Merrittville Speedway now, um, and and the, some of the things we're trying over there as a team, as a you know we're not involving the drivers as much that way, but it, it it's gonna be um it's gonna be an interesting concept. I'm really excited and interested by the idea. If anyone hasn't caught the press release, you can find it under the news tab on uh, Speedway.ca. Uh, it, it yeah, it's a cool initiative. I really think it's gonna be interesting and. Um, as somebody who is very well versed in the media, if anybody from Oshweekin wants to value my opinion, I will happily uh, help out as best as I can. And uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I, it, the idea is just to keep growing the sport, right? So using social media to grow, grow the, sport, the sport, grow your own platform, that's that's the best thing you can do. So Pack the stands. Well, it's like um, I was talking to Doug Leonard about this, and I'm pretty sure that in the Super Dirt Car series, all the drivers have to have a Twitter feed so that they can be tagged in highlights, uh, stories, all that sort of stuff. Right. So these, you know, racing series and these racetracks are understanding that there's a lot of marketing to be done. That's kind of been slept on over the last five to 10 years. And I think this kind of reward for the drivers is, um, it, it's a productive way to kind of hopefully grab some attention from some guys who may and girls who maybe have not thought about, sharing them as much on the internet about their racing careers. And now maybe they'll feel comfortable and uh, encouraged to go and do it. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Now that you can see the views kind of, yeah, I don't know. I like my favorite part about the Twitter thing is when that one driver doesn't have it <clears throat> and they do the lineup Twitter style and the one driver 
Yeah. It doesn't get tagged. That's hilarious. It's yeah, favorite. it's it's always like uh, it's it stands out, right? So um, that stuff makes a big difference. And with all that said, I feel like it's time to kind of dive into Ash Weekend as a whole and, and what we can expect. The res. This season. Let's go. So we're going to do a draft later in the show later. where we're going to take two drivers from each uh, regular division at Ash Weekend. Uh, and then whoever has the most points uh, amongst our eight drivers at the end of the year is going to owe the other one or receive a chicken wing and beer dinner from uh, the other competitor. I think that's a fair deal between the two of us. And the podcast started and was born over some chicken wings and beer back in the day. So I think this is a good bet. Circle back on it. I mean, all right. So uh, let's start with just a general preview. Um, something I wanted to ask you about. With so many guys moving up from, <clears throat> with so many guys moving up from the crate sprints to the three sixties, how do you think that impacts that class? Are you expecting maybe more cautions, more incidents, or you kind of trust the faces that these guys are all heavy hitters and can be players, even though they're technically cons- a lot of them could be considered rookies for the three sixty. The Southern Ontario Dirt Show is brought to you by Oshweekin Speedway, Southern Ontario's home for Friday night excitement. For over 25 years, Oshweekin Speedway has promoted and played host to sprint car racing with a new season of family-friendly events on the horizon and set to begin May 19th. Catch our own Travis Cunningham as he races weekly in the 360 division each Friday night in pursuit of a season-long championship. The Friday night lineups are rounded out by crate sprints, thunderstocks, and mini stock divisions as well. In addition to weekly racing, Oshweek and Speedway will also hold several marquee events for the Southern Ontario Sprints, the Action Sprint Tour in their West Series and National Series, as well as a visit from Canada's premier stock car series, the NASCAR Pinty Series on August 14th and 15th for their only stop on dirt. Mark your calendars as the 3 8 mile dirt track located in Oshweek and Ontario welcomes drivers from across the country and beyond for the 19th running of the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals which is scheduled for September 16th. To keep up to date with the latest news from the track, be sure to find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For track information on policies, admissions, directions, and more, be sure to visit oshweekenspeedway.ca. That's O-H-S-W-E-K-E-N speedway.ca. Oshweekin Speedway, your home for Friday night excitement. Yeah, let's just uh, put it this way. I was around back in the 2011 days, and I'm around in the 2013 days with the crate sprints. And I'm just going to say there was definitely a lot more weapons back that would come into the sprint cars back in the day because they didn't have the uh, like the feel for a sprint car and everything like that. Because like they are totally different than every race car ever. Every other race car kind of works off either the right front or the right rear. They're leaning to the right wing sprint cars. We lean to the left. So mm-hmm. right, right there, that's a huge thing to get used to. We drive on the gas for the most part, like. A lot of guys drive like a track like East Bay with big wide corners and no straightaway. Like they'll lift on like on the straightaway and gas it up through the corners, like almost like complete reverse of like a NASCAR style, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, even Humberstone, when I podiumed there with the KOT in like their second race ever, that's what I was doing there because there was still a little bit of bite in the corners and the straightaways are slick. I was pretty much off the gas the whole straightaway, and as soon as I got to the corner, got it turned, I was on the gas all the way down, and then halfway down the straightaway, I would lift. But like, so I was giving up half the straightaway to gain all that bite through the corner where it was heavy mm-hmm. that night. And yeah, that's how I pulled off podium 
blind squirrel gets a nut every now and again, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's going to be a learning experience, but at the same time, maybe not as much as there yeah, has been in the where past I was going with because that like, of the crate experience. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. It's because of the crates. Most people like just go down the list. Holly Porter, Nick Sheridan, Josh Hansen. I know I'm forgetting some. Bailey Hurd. Mm-hmm. These kids come in and they're, they ain't weapons. So they know mm-hmm. how to hold a straight line. Most of them are fast. Yeah. All of them are fast. So what do we, do you want to do a championship prediction for, I mean, the championship predictions, we're probably going to end up drafting some of these drivers, but let's do a championship prediction in each of these series. So let's start with, uh, let's start with uh, the mini stocks and we'll work our way up. So who do you got? I have no idea. Oh, I know. I get to go first. No problem. Kyle Rothwell. Go me. That's right. You're welcome. That's right. That's a good championship prediction. Um, one guy that I think could win the championship, I think, uh, Nick Erskine, I've been really impressed with what I've, with what I've seen from Nick Erskine to start the year. This should be here. And draft. I want Rothwell in the draft. Do you want to, should we just fire up the draft? Should we just start? <laughs> this is <laughs> basically like, the draft. I was going to say, cause we're kind of doing the same thing, right? Cause, uh, ideally when you want to, uh, pick your, uh, points here, you kind of have to pick a champion at the end of the day so uh let's do it that way so here uh round one we'll go through the mini stocks first and then we'll flip back around uh we'll go through all of them and then cycle back around so tc's got kyle rothwell captain obvious i like that pick um the other thing we're gonna do is because we don't have official rosters just yet for who's gonna run for the points this year at oshwegan uh i think we're gonna allow for one drop the whole year from each division, you good with that rule? I guess so. Or do you? Well, you gonna hey, if you want to stick by it, I'm just saying that we one of us might draft somebody that's not running a full season, and then you never know. I don't think there was like Lafonasi moved up. How much more movement was there in Man, the mini stocks? I don't think there's much. It's just all about who's gonna run the full season. That's the only part. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. All right. We'll figure. Well, we're gonna play by year and see how this plays out. But I, I think I've got some ideas. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna take uh, Nick Erskine with my first pick in the mini stocks. Yep. Um, and then you go back with the uh, Hoosier stocks, I guess. Well, Thunder stocks, I should say. Yeah, hopefully he's running the whole season. I'm pretty sure he is. I saw. I think I saw him building another car. Dusty DeBoer, 23. Wait, sorry for the. You want him for the mini stocks or the? Is he running Thunderstock now? He's moving up. I I don't know. I said Thunderstock. That's why I was wondering. Yo, you want first pick for the Thunderstock? Yeah, first we'll go through. We're gonna go through all of them and then we'll cycle back to the mini stock. Oh. Yeah. You're giving me first pick in the Thunderstocks. Dave Bailey. Yeah, I figured. I yeah, love Beeks too. Well, that's who I'm going with. So, you gonna? I know. I love I'm gonna Beaks. take Ryan Beagle. Yeah, you can have the first pick in all of these bad boys, and then we'll snake it the opposite, going back the other way. So, your fifth pick, which is technically your first in the crate sprints, who do you want? Jesse Costa. Ooh, good pick. Came uh, fourth in points last year. I like that pick. I'm going to go with um, 
Hmm. I think I got to take Brett. Yeah. Brett's Brett's not moving up, right? So I'll take Brett Stratford. Top two in points moving up. Eric Gledhill, Lucas Smith. We didn't say them earlier, but there's two more. Yep. And Darren Dryden, who was fifth in points and moving up. Alan Downey, yep. who was ninth in points, moving up. Tyler Palace. Moving Tyler up. Palace also moving up. That's so it. with that, uh, you get pick number seven, which has to be a 360. I know it's tough, eh? There's so many directions you can go. One thing I'm going to ask you before we get too far down, because this is something to think about. Are there any SOS conflicts with Oshuiken? Heck to the no. Exactly. So chances are if somebody's running the SOS. Come on, Peter uh, Turford's smarter that. than that. That's we what I Peter figured. Turford. Yeah. So. It's okay. I got my pick. Ryan All right. Turner. Who you want? Yeah. You want Ryan? Same team as last year. Rolling good, except for one bad night. Cost him the ship. So <sighs> I Ryan Turner it is. Well, I got him. Should have took your first pick yourself. <sighs> Give me Mitch Brown. Mitchie Brown. Yeah. Give me Downtown, Mitch Brown. Mitch Brown. Glowing breaks, Mitch Brown. Titanium breaks. When you see when you see the glowing breaks, Mitch Brown's a perfect example of it. He's got the titanium Smith breaks. When they're not glowing, then there's a problem. That means he ain't got breaks. They work when they're glowing. Yeah, which is super fascinating to me. I like every time yeah. I watch, I'm like, it reminds me almost of like watching monster trucks back in the day, and like Gravedigger would be like sparking out from the brakes that way, and yeah. Like, but that's that's different. That's a super hard pads in that scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Those things have to stop. Um. All right, so we're cycling back to the mini stocks now, and I get to pick first for this one. Boo. Um. Give me. Give me, he ran all 12 last year. No, he ran one short. He was one short last year. I think it cost him big time in the points. Give me Jeremy Hughes. I don't think Jeremy's moving up. I think he's still in a a mini stock, and I think he's probably going to try to run the whole season. So give me Jeremy Hughes. Now I'm going Dusty DeBoer. Yeah, that's a good pick. Finished uh, second in points last year out of Hagersville. Good pick. Good pick. Don't hate that pick. Uh, I get first pick now in the Thunderstocks. I'm going to take... Ooh, this is tough. Give me... I just don't know if he's going to run a full schedule or not, but give me Mark Fawcett. You Mark Fawcett. I love my first set, though, but you're right. I don't know about the full schedule either. I'm going to take a chance on it, but yeah. I'm taking guaranteed full schedule unless something happens. Former guest of the show, 79, Christopher Hale. That's who I was between. I was like, I don't know if Chris... I'm going to say Chris. That's a good pick. I think you're t- I think you're taking me to school here. I don't know. I'm, I'm going a little my bit. my wings and beer. I know I'm going off the board here and it's, I I think I'm overthinking it a little bit, but (laughs) that's the worst thing to do in fantasy drafts. I know. Right. Uh, okay. So now I got to go crate sprint here. This guy didn't run a full season last year and it's tripping me up, but I think I'm going to take, cause I don't think he's moving up. Steve Murdoch. Ooh. 
He was getting rolling. I saw him lead some laps. Finished seventh in points with only 11 starts. And there are f- uh, four guys ahead of him, at least, that are moving up. So, uh, yeah, give me Steve Murdoch just to be a little bit different. Alrighty. Who are you going to take? Former NASCAR series regular, Ooh. NASCAR Pinty series for all the newbies. It is 74, Rob Neely. I believe he was 97 in NASCAR. I nice met him at Hummerstone for the first time, parked next to him in 2021, I believe. Great guy. Good pick. Going with him. Mr. Consistency, I'm hoping for. Grab that win. Get that win, Robbie. I like it. Now, back to the 360s for the final pick of my draft. Oh, man. Do I take your boy? Ooh, Nikki. I'm thinking about it. He just had, he did have some issues. I'm not sure he's going to make it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Okay, well that that changes my opinion. Well, a little insider He's still trying information. To find something, but yeah. Well, I feel like this is a bit too obvious to go with, but do I go Liam Martin? I think I'm going to take Liam Martin. I'm like That's tempted to pick. take one of the rookies, but I think Liam's the pick. Highest feature winner last year. I had the most of them. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like the guy knows how to win. Yeah, uh, technically teammates, right, with Ryan Turner. So, you know, he's going to have somebody who's going to push him. Yep. So I, I like that. I'm going to take Liam. <sighs> Final Perfect. pick of the draft. Who do you want to round out with? Last year's champ, Corey Turner. <sighs> I regret. Man, the wings are going to be good. I I knew you were going to take Corey and... Well, no, no, duh. I thought about taking... New him. team, though. New team for Corey. Yeah. You never I know. I think Could he has a gremlins. car from the Burger Barn Stables, though, so it might be a car he knows. Could Just be some gremlins. number. Folks from Vansickle, Pep Value, and PV on the Lane aren't just fans of your favorite four-legged friends. They are race fans, too. That's why Jeff and Rhonda Riley, as well as their staff, have teamed up with Merrittville Speedway to make your race day experience more convenient. Race fans can now pick up tickets for race nights while grabbing the highest quality food, treats, toys, and accessories for their pets from the St. Catharines and Niagara Falls locations. Each grandstand ticket will also have a voucher that can be used in-store for a free pet bath at their dog wash stations. Drivers and crew members can also skip the line by purchasing pit passes in-store, giving them more time to get their rides ready for Saturday nights. Check out Vansicle Pet Value across from Best Buy and Walmart on 4th Avenue in St. Catharines and PV on the Lane at the corner of Kayla Road and Lundy's Lane, Highway 20. All right, so we've made our draft. We've got our team, so I'll go with over... I'll go over your team, and we're going to post these up on social media, and everybody can comment and let us know how badly Travis is going to kick my butt here, but... So you've got Kyle Rothwell, Dave Bailey, yikes, Jesse Costa, Ryan Turner, Dusty DeBoer, Chris Hale, Rob Neely, Corey Turner. That's your team. Solid list. That's a solid list. I've got Nick Erskine. I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened here, guys. <laughs> this is, that's mean to all your picks. 
No, it's not. It's not that I don't have faith in them. It's just like, how did you end up with like everybody? That's the thing I don't understand. But you let me so, go first in a two-person draft. I know, right? Uh, so I've got Nick Erskine, Ryan Beagle, Brett Strafford, Mitch Brown, Jeremy Hughes, Mark Fawcett, and Steve Murdoch, and Liam Martin. That's my team. So that's again, a heck of a team too. It's a pretty solid team, and like you know, like I think I look at a guy like Liam, you know, already three feature wins last year and you're going to add one more year of experience to him. Like he, and that's what he can feel for his style. It doesn't feel like you can say he's due for a breakout, but like if there's going to be a driver who's going to like improve upon what he did last year. Right. Like I just, I think Liam Martin could have himself a year and that could really, uh, same ride already has some races under his belt as well. Yeah. A little far longer away. All right, so who are we sleeping on? Who, you know, if we were going to extend the draft or you had to put aside the 16 drivers we took to win uh, in our pool, who, what guys are you looking at where you're like, hmm? Well, I was going to pick, if it was three people, I was thinking Jason Tolton. He's pretty fast all the time. Sometimes had some hard, has some hard luck, doesn't he? But he's pretty fast. Yep. And uh, Mikey Kretschka, always watch for him. He's going to be running the same car, just got his engine. Uh Got it yep. running right. And uh, something to point out with Mikey, too, is that he finished 13th in points last year, but with only nine but races. Sometimes if the track's not perfect and stuff, or not like not perfect, like if it's real bad, he'll just say F it and load it. That's the tough stuff with Mike there for the overall. But uh, yeah, you got to pervert your. When he does run, he right, is so. up front and just coming off second place at the Nationals. So. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Uh, I, another guy I'm looking at. You know who we didn't talk about? Mm-hmm. D Dubs. Oh, dumb. Yeah, we're dumb. We forgot about him. For- wow, did we sleep on that? Can we do this over again? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But yeah, Dylan Westbrook. Uh, if anybody missed the announcement, I think it was that last week or maybe two yeah, weeks ago we that he announced did. that uh, coming home that he's going to run the SOS and also I believe compete for the season long championship at Ash weekend. Um, so yeah, D-dubs. You can have him if you, uh, you can change, you can literally have him. And... Yeah, but see, who am I going to yeah, no, drop? I'm putting then? you on the spot. Like, <laughs> like, do I drop Mitch Brown or Liam Martin for D-dubs? Opening night, you'll put the announcer's jinx on D-dubs or the fantasy jinx and he'll yeah. blow two tires or something. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? I'm going to stick with the guys I got. I got faith in my I got team. bad news for all the guys I picked. I usually have fantasy jinxes. Sorry, guys. Keep it together. <laughs> Double check everything. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, if you have fantasy jinx issues, there are some heavy hitters who are going to struggle throughout the year at Oshawa. Biggs is due. I, like, I love Dave Bailey. I love Ryan Beagle, but I would love to see Ryan Beagle pull that ship off. I think Beagle is. I would gladly buy you wings and beer. If, if imagine it comes down to Beagle beating Bailey for our um, our, our bet, like that's the one that settles it. Ryan so. Dinning, I'm pretty sure he's got a street stock, so he's no slouch in that. Yes, position. he does, and he looked yeah. real good at Merrittville the other night. So, so there you go. Uh, Bailey pointed that out in, in victory lane. So, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of quality talent at Oshweekin this year, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to have it all get going uh, this Friday. You're going to be in attendance. Uh, I think I'm going to be in attendance. If not, I'm going to be watching at home live on GeForce. Either way, going to be following along. We'll see. Uh, but I, th- this is going to be... Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for you guys and excited to see some sprint cars return to regular action. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, just hope the track's pretty good and nice and fun night, as long as it's fat. Yeah. I like it when it's fast and hot laps, a little slick and heat, and it's slick and peachy. That's my favorite. I'm sure there'll be a B main, so hopefully I'm not in that this time. I'm tired of being a B main bandit. I think, gosh, we can be in a little home so. cooking will yeah. do you good, especially after the race practice you've already had. Uh, with all that said, this is uh, a short episode. Um, we're going to wrap up here. I know we still went right. That draft took a, a little bit of time. So, uh, thanks everybody who listens. Uh, I feel like we don't get oh. enough opportunities really to pr- say it. Oh, Travis we got didn't touch on it. Got. What Clinton Adam announced last year about us week or last week about us weekend. Oh, with the 10 events yes. on rev TV, which to those, like, I'm going to be honest on that one. Like those ones to me are like, what? Okay. That's cool. But the two ones that for me are going to be able to, I can go back to all my high school friends and yo, I'm on TSN first two nights in September TSN. That's the big one for me. Yeah. Yo, I'm going to be on TSN. Beat y'all. This blows the doors open. So, um, TSN has been known to show dirt racing. Like there are some events from Quebec that make, uh, make their way onto the TSN feeds later in the year, usually around September, late August. Um, I don't remember specifically what it's branded as or how it's marketed, but yeah, it's usually just the Quebec tracks. I'm pretty sure it might be even Brockville might've had one, but I don't think so. I think it's just Quebec tracks because I remember watching it. So a lot of times, you know, me sitting in the studio at hits FM, whatever, if there's a Xfinity race or a a cup race, that's going to be on TSN. I usually just throw it on ahead of time and then they'll throw on some programming. Usually it's Pinty's racing or maybe it's like a countdown. Yes, I, I remember I watched that road course. No, not Trois Rivières. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it yeah. is, Trois Rivières, right? Uh, no, it's uh, actual dirt racing, and I just can't remember what racetrack it's from now because it was back in September or August that I watched it. But yeah, uh, so this is not going to be the first necessarily experiment with dirt racing on TSN, but uh, definitely the first for our our guys in Oshweekin. That's not the Pinty's race. Um, because technically we had that last year. Not that, yeah, not the Pinty's race, because even that was super cool to watch, yep. even though I was in attendance and then going back and watching it on uh, TSN. Lepsevich. He just won the opener. Not to, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to have a heck of a year. I think he's going to be a monster in that series. Um, my guy, Brayden Watson, ended up 10th. So uh, drives a nine car. Easy for me to support. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, this deal is cool. Like, I think. I think what it's showing is that there's an appetite and there's an interest for this sort of stuff, which I think for a long time people probably thought as just a local or regional thing. But uh, Rev TV obviously does a good job of covering motorsports and covering Canadian content across uh, the racing spectrum. But uh, for Oshwikin to take the the center stage here, I, it's a really big opportunity. And uh, you know, with TSN Plus in their own streaming. Uh, app and streaming situation, you know, they're going to be looking for content. So who knows if, you know, I, I don't think many of us want it, but there's a chance that maybe GeForce ends up as TSN plus content. You know, I, I'm just speculating. I haven't talked to Clinton about it. I don't know if that's something they would even ever consider, but with the, the need for content and to make that TSN plus subscription package worthwhile, uh, for a motorsport fan, it's already you know your home for NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, plus the Pinty series. That wouldn't series. be for like the dirt fans. That'd be more for like the F1 fans that are bored one night and they notice that it's on, and then yeah, mm-hmm. that they don't know about GeForce but, and all that because technically you get because last weekend's free already. 
Exactly. Yep. But what if next year, you know, they decide we can actually take some money from TSN and Bell Media and invest it into the racetrack by having GeForce behind that paywall? Like, it's not... It's not inconceivable. It it's a very interesting start. I'm excited to see how it goes over, how the ratings go, um, and I'm excited to talk to Clinton and Adam and everybody over at the GeForce uh, broadcast team and just see what they think of it and where it goes because it's uh it is definitely an exciting exciting concept. I, I just I. Uh, everything is speculation right now. I just want to have more conversations with people and see how it goes. And um, I know. I better make the race, whichever one that is, probably the you Nationals. You've done better make that race, buddy. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, I'll make it. I'm going to make it. You're going to make them all this year. Yeah. All right. With all yeah. that said, thanks, as always, to everybody who listens. Thanks for following us on social media, sharing with us. Um, you know, Even off the mic, I, I hear from guys like Matt Williamson, and I hear from different drivers, different teams, different fans about the impact that the show has and that there's finally some show that's covering things locally and we're happy to do it. It's an absolute blast. It's a pleasure. Um, hopefully an interview next week. We'll see where it goes. Um, we'll find one. And got it. Yeah. Whoever's going to win it. It was too late to That's start a, with an interview. We started at like nine yeah, 40 something. Some of us had baseball and other things, but oh. we still ended up going 45 yep. minutes. So awesome. Uh, thanks everybody. We're, cheers. Thanks for tuning in. Share with your friends. Uh, rate and review on whatever streaming app that you use, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, or something else. It all means a lot. It all goes a long way. So uh, appreciate it and enjoy the racing action uh, this weekend. And I'll, if I don't see a Saturday night at uh, Merrittville, I will hopefully see a Monday because I think uh, t- doubleheader this week, and we're definitely getting that Monday show in. So yep. cheers, everybody. See you. And the checkered is out on another episode of the Southern Ontario Dirt Show presented by Oshweekin Speedway and Bicknell Racing Products. Like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Facebook at Southern Ontario Dirt Show or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SODS underscore pod. Have a question for the show? Email us, southernontariodirtshow at gmail.com. Thanks for supporting local racing in Southern Ontario, and we'll see you at the track.